morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on the fourth day of June 2021. It's a Friday of a short week. Hopefully that feels pretty good to you. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. Uh, plans for the weekend, Big J? Oh, boy. Uh, just uh, hunkering down. I think it got a live broadcast happening. And um, just, uh, I think uh, rest and recuperate from a rough, long week. Uh, am I picking up some sarcasm? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you saying that that's all you did this week was rest or recuperate? Well, no, not really. I mean, it seems like I have been pretty busy every day, but... So, maybe I was being realistic in my own mind. Could very well be. Uh, not a whole lot planned over here either. Got the kids this weekend. That'll be fun to hang out with the boys. It's supposed to be a fairly uh, spicy weekend. Not as ridiculous as yesterday was. But uh, still like a high of 94 today in a ton of sun, and then it's going to cool down heading into next week as we enjoy the roller coaster ride that is spring in the Treasure Valley. Right. Uh, it, it always seems like it goes from like, you know, winter to summer around here, and that still is the case, but it's going to be just a little bit cooler next week than it has been this week, which I'm sure is fine with a lot of people. I can't imagine anybody looks forward to 103 degrees, which was yeah. a, a new record yesterday. Yeah, no kidding. And that that uh, thunderstorm, the lightning storm that came in last night, I didn't expect that, and I was surprised we didn't have any fires from that. Nope, thank goodness. Knock yeah. on wood that uh, there was no issues courtesy of it, which is very, very nice. Uh, today on the show, we got a life lesson courtesy of Big J. 7.30, we'll give you a chance to play lie detector. If you could pick out the lie in a series of three statements, then boom, look at you, qualified for the Aftershock Festival. Congratulations for you on that. And that'll happen three times today, but 7.30, particularly on this show. Pop Culture Smackdown, also bad impressions on the program today, too. We head to India for today's We're Going to Hell story. So we have got a show planned out for you as we tackle the 6 o'clock hour, and that includes music. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. As it stands, Big J, right now, it is perfectly legal for you, an Idaho resident, to drive to Ontario and pick up some marijuana. Now, once you cross over that state line again, however, you're in some illegal territory, my friend. But there is a legal coalition out there that's hoping to change it. The Idaho Citizens Coalition is hoping to do what they call legalize the drive. Now, uh, it's just plain simple facts that basically Idahoans are traveling across the state line and buying about, oh, I don't know, $10 million a month worth of marijuana. From, a month? Yes, that's the number. Oh, my God. From a month. legal stores over that's, in Oregon. That's, by my terrible math, $120 million a year. Yeah, that's right. Well, that would uh, fix a lot of roads. Every purchase in Oregon or Washington is a purchase not made from illegal marijuana dealers here in Idaho, and the coalition believes they should incentivize that, not penalize it. The Personal Adult Marijuana Discrimination Act, the PAMDA as they call it, would in addition protect adults 21 and older from search, seizure, and arrest for the possession and use of up to three ounces of marijuana on private property without permission of the owner. Basically, it does. It gives you the opportunity to say, no, I don't want you looking around for pot. And if you find more than three ounces, then I'm in trouble. If you find less than three ounces, I'm okay. The uh, person behind this is Russ Belleville, 
and he says that they're trying to get this law passed, he knows it's going to be an uphill battle here in Idaho. Especially after Idaho lawmakers passed a new law that requires initiatives to gather signatures equaling 6% of the registered voters in each of the 35 legislative districts, which is, by the way, uh, almost impossible uh, for anybody to put, pull that off. So, uh, you know, it, it was this is one of the crazy laws that we passed, how, you know, it used to be reasonable to get something on a ballot. Now it's almost impossible to, for any kind of grassroots effort to make it its way onto the ballot. Yeah, it's clear this uh, state and its legislatures don't care about what the people actually want. And, you know, unfortunately, people aren't going to be, I think, choosing or at least are not going to read into that enough to be able to vote them out. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the real idea is no matter what the people want, it doesn't matter. <laughs> And you can't even get enough. Uh, you can't even get enough signatures to prove that it's what the people want at this point. But either way, they're trying to put it together. Uh, I wish them the best of luck. I still feel like, uh, in my heart of hearts, that this state will be the last in the union kicking and screaming to do anything about pot if ever given the opportunity, uh, which I didn't think was possible before. But uh, I do believe 100% now. Oh, now 100%. There's, there's just nothing. There's just no way. I mean, like when you're passing laws in your constitution that says, hey, even if it's in the constitution of the United States that marijuana is now legal, we're not going to recognize that. You have dug your heels into the sand. <laughs> and so uh, is it dumb? Yes. Is it uh, completely backwards? Absolutely. Uh, is it going to change? Probably not. Unless somebody gets out there and, you know, gets rid of the people that are in office currently and uh we can put an end to that then we'll see what ends up happening but i ain't holding my breath big j are you no that's it for your defending nba champions big j the los angeles lakers are done phoenix wins last night 113 to 100 it wasn't even a close game uh from the word go and lebron james finds his way out of the first round for the first time in his career as the Lakers are done four games to two in their series. Of course, they weren't expected to win, but people still, I mean, 45% of the money bet in uh, on the NBA championship were the Lakers, even still as the seventh seed, the Lakers heading to the NBA finals. Not necessarily winning it, but they had them coming out of the West still as the seventh seed, and it just didn't come to come to be it's one of those deals where anthony davis tried to go and gave him six last night got hurt again in the first quarter couldn't do it and so that's it for the los yeah, angeles plus lakers lebron is 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 gimped up too with uh, that high ankle sprain and who knows how bad that really was yeah i mean he could be really hurt who knows plus, you're absolutely right and i forget who who the lakers beat in the championship in the bubble who was that it was the heat the heat um so those two teams right there i mean they had such a short amount of time of off time. I mean, the tired, man. These guys are tired. LeBron has been in the last nine NBA finals, right, yeah, of the 11 years. Listen, you, 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 I, I, hope, I hope people are making excuses for it. I mean, yeah, the Take team was break, banged LeBron. up. But, yeah, the, the bubble clearly had, and the short turnaround clearly had. Oh, big time, yeah. The, an impact on this, this season because the four teams that made it to the conference championship last year in the bubble are gone. Uh, that's it. And uh, so it's it's pretty crazy. But, hey, listen, uh, no discredit to the Suns. They, you know, people, again, didn't give up on the Lakers, thought they would get it done, and the Suns wouldn't let it happen. So congratulations to them. Nuggets also eliminated the Trailblazers last night with a 126-115 win. Denver wins that series 4-2. to So it will be the Nuggets and the Suns in the next round of the playoffs. 
Bruins beat the Islanders in overtime last night. They're up 2-1 in that series. Hurricanes over the Lightning in overtime, 3-2. Tampa Bay leads that series two games to one. And Big J, somewhere, Tom Cruise is freaking out. Freaking out. Production on Mission Impossible 7 has been halted until the 14th of this month because there was a positive coronavirus test on set. Oh, no. Uh, this is according to Variety. So, of course, we know that Tom Cruise can't be happy. He made headlines in December when audio of him on the set absolutely freaking out, and justifiably so, after seeing two crew members not doing the proper distancing and wearing the proper equipment when they were on set. And he's like, hey, listen, man, we can't let this set get set to shut down. And sure enough, here it's happening. So no comment from Tom Cruise, of course, but I, you, I, you guarantee it. He ain't happy, Big J. Yeah, no, uh, I bet not. So hopefully, uh, I kind of thought this was already in the can, but uh, apparently it's not. I mean, they've been filming this movie forever. And I know they've had, you know, issues and stuff like that, and they've had to take precautions. And the UK has been a little bit more locked down than the United States has been on several occasions, which has complicated things, and that's where they're filming this. But still... It's a long shoot for Mission Impossible 7 that uh, it's been going on for almost nine months now. Maybe make your movies here in America, Tom. Well, uh, I'm not sure he... uh, Well, did he have a choice? Probably. He's in charge. Yeah, that is true. I suppose he is in charge. On the morning after... With Nick and Big J. Today's lesson, Nick, is uh, you you need to try new things and um, experience new things as well. And so uh, it w- I was asked here recently by a couple member my fa- of my family's uh, a couple oh my members God. sorry a couple members of my family uh, to uh, go along with them on an appointment, Nick. That appointment for a pedicure. Oh, okay. Uh, which I have never been. Why were you asked to go along with? Uh, I don't know. They probably think my feet are gross. Okay. And <laughs> They're probably right. They're probably, they probably thought, you know what? You're in need of some sort of uh, attention there. and your, your feet need some care. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm an old dude. They're old crusty feet. Nobody wants to touch them. And they're like, but that's what they do here. They're supposed to do that. So don't feel bad about it. And I'm like... Okay, all right, so today uh, I'm going to get a pedicure. What? What's so funny? <laughs> your life lesson is so bougie. <laughs> I, kn- I know, right? Exactly. Well, that's what happens when you're 44 years old. In high society, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Is it high society? I, I mean, would say well, if you're I'll a dude you know, getting a pedicure, I, yeah. I don't know if it's uh, uh, going to be an expensive pedicure, so maybe it's not quite completely bougie. Well, but let's talk about that. How much do you think a pedicure costs? I don't know. I have no idea. Give me a guess. $15? You're going to be uh, shocked at how expensive it is. Though. Great. Well, I'll, I'll be happy to report back next week, but uh, it is one of those things where, yeah, you know, no matter how much I might try to uh, keep up on my uh, my skin routines and those sort of things, <laughs> um, yeah, it probably needs a little uh, attention, so we'll see how it goes. But, you know, uh, it, if anything we've learned through this last year is that self-care is extraordinarily important so you know if that sort of thing makes me bougie or whatever then i'm a bourgeois bleeper yeah and uh and i'm gonna take care of myself like uh, i deserve i guess i mean we'll see how this experience goes i have no idea how i'm going to react or my feet are going to react to this situation uh there's going to be some kicking uh if i'm like a horse 
Yeah, I was going to say, I'd be careful uh, walking down too far into how you're going to feel about this. until. Yeah, so I, I have no idea. But that's part of the adventure, Nick, of sure. trying new things. Absolutely. Hence the, the life lesson here. So, you know, maybe don't be afraid. And it's one of your kids and, and the wife says, hey, why don't you come with us and, and you know, do this? And, and I'm like, okay, fine. It's not like a pedicure, or, I mean, a manicure or anything like that. I don't think I'm going to go that far. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So to you, a manicure is worse than a pedicure? Worse? Right, well, you're you're saying you're seeing. Oh you're yeah, seeing I mean, I can take it. care of my I can take care of these here. So okay. uh, you know, the the feet a different thing. So how it's still a part of your body? Yeah, but I mean, you know, there's they have special tools and things like that that uh, that I don't have for my feet. So <laughs> I'm imagining. That you, that's how it's you have no go. idea what you're in for, but I I, I do hope that I you think enjoy a buffer, it. like a buffer machine. Yeah, it's not going to be like the Dumb and Dumber scene. It sounds like you've asking. had a, a a pedicure before. I have not had a pedicure before, only because I uh, I think my feet are disgusting, and I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. See, that's that's how I feel as well. But uh, but my my family has assured me that everybody feels that way. Yeah, and I'm not that, sure everybody does. There's there's foot fetishes well, out there, but, but yeah. Sure, uh, but my, my kid who goes to, Mason, who who loves to getting these, uh, she hates feet. Like, she doesn't want to get, she doesn't, when I want to um, uh, get her to move away from me or attack her, I usually come with my feet first. Uh, and she runs away. So, you know, if she's down with doing that and letting people uh, get that stuff done, then I'm, I'm okay with There's it. There's little doubt in my mind it's probably incredibly relaxing. You're probably going to feel fantastic after you did it. You're probably going to be a huge fan. I just uh, don't want anybody touching my feet. Yeah. But uh, listen, I hope you have a good time, man. I hope it's worth every penny, and I hope that you become a huge fan, and next thing you know, you're going every week. Yeah, man. No, I don't want to do huh? that. I don't want to go every week. Well, how do you know? Maybe I, it's fantastic. Okay, I'm right. You're right. You're but right. Either way, uh, I'm, I expect a full report, and we'll find out oh, how okay. it is. Oh, but you can bring pictures. Listen, you want. I do not want to or see the I'll pictures. I'll show of your feet. you. I'll just show you my feet. I don't want to see your feet. You want to do a before and after? Come I don't, here, dude. No, no, dude. I've got no interest in it. Thank okay. you. Okay. Appreciate the offer. <laughs> right. Hope you have a good time. Enjoy it. And I guess today's life lesson is get a pedicure, everybody. You might like it. Who knows? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. The numbers are in, and it's expected to be a little bit calmer this weekend than it was last weekend. That's because Americans really took to the skies during Memorial Day weekend. The TSA says more than 1.65 million people were screened at airports across the United States just on Sunday alone. In case you're thinking about, oh boy, how many people is that? That's about a 368% increase compared to 2020 when just 352,000 people traveled through airports. Of course, we were right in the thick of things in May of 2020. But TSA figures show that there's about a 500% increase in travelers at U.S. airports on Friday alone and a 497% increase on travelers on Saturday. Also, more than 37 million Americans were estimated to have traveled 50 miles or more from home between May 27th and May 31st. So we wanted to get the hell away from whatever we called home on Memorial Day. And a lot of us had a chance to do that and did do it. If that's you, hopefully it was worth it and it was fun. But that should give you an idea of how normal, quote-unquote, things are again. 
NBA playoffs last night. The Los Angeles Lakers, your defending NBA champions, have been eliminated. They lost to Phoenix last night, 113-100. to So Phoenix wins that series four games to two. The Suns advance to the second round to take on the Denver Nuggets, who took out the Portland Trailblazers last night, 126-115. to Denver also wins that series four games to two. Congratulations to those two Western Conference teams. Bruins over the Isles in uh, overtime, 2-1. They're up in that series, two games to one. Carolina beat Tampa Bay, 3-2 in overtime. Tampa Bay still leads that series, however, two games to one. Big J, we're not the only ones that didn't think Suicide Squad was any good. Even one of the stars hated it. Joel Kinnaman, who played Colonel Rick Flagg in the film, was on a podcast called Just for Variety, and he said that the 2016 movie, quote, was not what we had hoped. He says, quote, I thought the first 40 minutes of the film were effing great. And then there were these conflicting visions, and it just didn't end up being what we all hoped it was going to be. However, the actor is optimistic about the upcoming movie that he stars in, alongside a couple other actors from the original film, including Margot Robbie and Viola Davis. Kidman said, of course, I'm hopelessly biased, but I found it to be one of the most entertaining films I've ever seen. From A to Z, it's also well-placed. It has such drive and comedic timing, so he thinks people are going to like The Suicide Squad more than they enjoyed Suicide Squad. And I say to him, that bar's not very high, plus James Gunn (laughs) is involved, so I think he's safe in making that prediction. The Suicide Squad will hit theaters and HBO Max on August the 6th, so if you can't wait like we can't wait, at least know that you know, I, I like the fact that he the, he's at least admitting the first one was bad. Uh, a lot of people already knew that, but it's it's rarely seen in Hollywood when they can say, hey, listen, that wasn't very good. Right. Especially if they were a part of it. And so it's nice to see some at least common sense trickle through, but it still gets me excited for that. So. Yes, he does. What the Let's play Lie Detector, presented by Tobacco Connection and Big Smoke. Only on 100.3, the X rocks. It's all to get you qualified for a trip for two to Aftershock 2021 in Sacramento, California, October 7th through the 10th. Metallica misfits Metallica again, Limp Bizkit all headlining the gigantic four-day festival. And we've got tickets to the sold-out festival. We got your airfare included. We got your lodging all taken care of as well. All you have to do is be our lie detector at 208-287-1003. Big J's got a story and three statements about that story. Two of them are completely true. One of them is totally made up. Figure out which one is the falsity and get qualified for the Aftershock Festival. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, The X. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning to you. We're hanging in there. Good luck in this whole process. Big J, please. McLovin was the name on a fake ID in the movie Superbad. Tom Cruise had a cameo in the Superbad movie. And last, Superbad star Seth Rogen wrote the movie with his friend Evan Goldberg at the age of 13. You got to figure uh, out which one's the lie. So I know the first one is definitely true. And I'm going to guess number two is false. Number two is totally false. You're right. Good job, my man. You're officially qualified for the Aftershock Festival. Well played, sir. Hang on one second. That's how it works. Tom Cruise was never in Superbad. Uh, He popped up in other movies as cameo appearances, but not in that particular one. Any reason why you're yapping about Superbad? Yeah, McLovin turned 40 yesterday. Oh, yeah, according to his license, yesterday was his 40th birthday. uh, Yeah, uh, Seth Rogen uh, threw that out there, and it kind of went viral, a picture of McLovin's ID. So... 
I was just reading some like behind the scenes facts about Superbad. I don't know why I was, but uh, Jonah Hill hated the dude that played McLovin and didn't want him to get the role because he kept uh, like screwing up in the audition and like stepping over Jonah Hill's lines and stuff like that. And so he pleaded to Seth Rogen like not to cast him. And he, Seth is like, "Well, now you just locked it in. We're gonna yeah, do it just just to make you upset." Because that's that. the whole he, he, the whole character, right? And so that's the exact reason why he got cast as uh, as McLovin. It's because Jonah Hill couldn't stand him. They got along much better in the movie, but when in the audition process, he hated the Man, idea. What a jerk, Jonah Hill! He seems like a really nice guy. Does he? Yeah, I yeah. don't think so. No? no, why? I don't know. He just seems like a huge a hole. Why do you say that though? I mean, it's just everything I've seen, all you know, of his interviews and stuff. I don't know. He just doesn't look very approachable. Wow. And this just solidifies that. Well, hang on a second. I mean, he tried to rip apart from a guy because he thought he was stepping on his lines. That's not his job. He's not the director. He's not the casting director. He's just a stupid actor. All right. Jesus. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will do some We're Going to Hell action next to the X Rock. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. India is where we are headed for today's We're Going to Hell story. And right off the bat, we're going to try to handle this as, as appropriately as we can. But it goes without saying that this story is is going to be weird. But, you know, uh, obviously cultures are different from one country to the next. You understand? And a, a lot of things that a lot of different countries base their culture on is their religion. And religious things are strange sometimes to people that don't believe in the same stuff and while they think it's normal we may think it's a little bit weird but we can agree i think on this regardless of what you believe in or what religion you are this gets really really strange and it starts with the simple fact that you should know that in india still to this day about 90 percent of the marriages that take place are arranged. Marriage. Uh, two families vet each other. They do a lot of research and they decide this is something that we want to do. And so they arrange for their offspring to end up getting married to each other so that the two families can merge and, you know, hopefully build successful things into the future. This is not uncommon. It's been that way for a very long time. The fact that 90% of marriages are still that way in India, however, makes it a pretty unique situation. But you can understand, therefore, that, you know, a marriage ceremony is a little bit less hmm, intimate and, uh, you know, surrounded by love than it would be in a standard marriage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, a lot of times these are people that uh, have just met each other or, or haven't known each other for a very long time. So there's not a lot of attachment there, I'll put it that way. Uh, and that leads us to the incident that ended up happening at a particular wedding in India when a woman named uh, Sarabi and a man named Mangesh Kumar were tying the knot, according to the Times of India. Uh, that is why when something terrible happened. Uh, during the exchanging of garlands by the bride and the groom in the Indian wedding, apparently the bride collapsed. And, you know, people faint at weddings all the time. A doctor was called onto the yeah. scene, but discovered, unfortunately, she had suffered a heart attack and died, Big J. Oh, my God. Right there in the middle of the wedding ceremony. Died. Well, weddings are stressful. Right. So uh, after the doctor pronounced the bride dead, the uh, they then moved the, uh, the bride into the other room so that they could prepare for her funeral. And as that was happening, Wait, the groom what? comes over oh, and goes... There's more stuff. There's oh, more man. stuff. Oh, no. The groom goes, hey, uh, listen, tough day. Uh, 
noticed that that my future wife to be has has a younger sister. Is she is she single? Uh, is that something that you guys are, are into? Because I mean, we could still do this. Is that something you're into? And so then the family agreed that the bride's younger sister Nisha would then wed the groom, and while her dead sister no! is two rooms away, they hook up. The younger sister now with the groom to be, and they go ahead with the wedding ceremony and still merge the two families together and go through with the wedding. This time with the younger sister involved. Damn, right? I mean, that's that's rough stuff. Uh, this Maybe is nobody liked her. I I don't know. But that's still, regardless of what you feel about like, her, let the body get cold yeah, for God's sake. Yeah, like you think the, the, the parents would... Uh, wow. This would be weird if it happened six months later. This would be weird if it happened, period. The fact that it happened on the same day that her sister dies and the family goes, yeah, cool, let's let's just marry off the younger uh, younger sibling then. Let's do that. Let's marry off the younger daughter. You must that's have had a, a pretty decent dowry coming. Crazy. It's all about the money, dude. But the uncle uh, of the family uh, said that so much vetting goes into matching families and marriages that it's pretty natural for families to want to stay together. Uh, And so I guess there's that. But he also then went on to say that it it was a bizarre situation and we've never witnessed such mixed emotions. Grief over her death followed by happiness of the wedding. It's all yet to sink in. And I would say, yeah, that's, that's a roller coaster ride of emotion. For sure. Yeah. Again, probably not giving the poor woman who died enough space to let that whole thing sink in. But, hey, if you gotta get married, you gotta get married, I guess, right? Man, crazy. Crazy. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your going to hell story. It is the X Rocks. Important stuff. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, well, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, I mean, people just love hemorrhaging money, man. That's the only explanation I could come to. Because there's going to be yet another attempt to establish a successful spring football league. The USFL announced yesterday it is coming back next spring. The short-lived original run in the USFL and really the only other football, I guess, league that had given the NFL kind of even close to a run for its money was the USFL. And it opened in 1983, folded after the 1985 season, and the NFL basically just knocked it out of business. This time around, the USFL is looking to have a minimum of eight teams instead of the original 12 they had, and Fox Sports has already signed on as its broadcast partner. This is the latest spring football attempt in recent years. Of course, don't forget about the AAF, which launched in 2019, but it had to fold after eight weeks into the season. The XFL began in 2020. It's uh, It suspended its operations three weeks into its season. However... The USFL may have some spring football competition because don't forget that Dwayne The Rock Johnson purchased the XFL and is planning on bringing it back next spring as well. So now you have two football leagues, both with television contracts, that are going to try to pull off spring football with less talented players in other cities. The question is, Big J, will anybody give a rip? Uh, Probably not. No, no, it won't. Uh, Because the only reason the USFL even had any eyeballs back in the 80s 
was it spent a ton of money to get athletes from college, popular athletes, to play in this league and choose them over the NFL. And then, of course, that was a business model that could not be sustained. And they ended up going bankrupt in a ridiculously short amount of time. And without the players and the names and people that you're familiar with, your league is doomed, period. We are a superstar and celebrity-obsessed culture. And if you can't give us names that are recognizable, nobody's going to tune in, man. I don't care who's running the league, Dwayne The Rock Johnson or Jesus. It ain't going to happen because it's one of those deals where we need to know who these guys and people are in order for us to care. And if it's just a dumbed-down, watered-down version of the same thing that we see, but with people and teams we recognize in the NFL, you're just going to lose money, man. But whatever. Uh, good luck. I don't think they're going to last very long, but either of those leagues, by the way. I, I think the XFL is doomed and so is the USFL. But we'll see what happens. NBA is doing all right. The Phoenix Suns knocked off the Los Angeles Lakers last night, 113-100. to The Lakers are out of the playoffs. Nuggets beat the Trailblazers, 126-115. to Nuggets knock the Trailblazers out of the playoffs. So it'll be Denver and Phoenix meeting up in the second round for the right to go to the Western Conference Championship. On the ice, Bruins over the Islanders 2-1 in overtime. Boston up in that series 2-1. And Hurricanes beat the Lightning 3-2 in overtime. Tampa Bay is up 2-1 in that series as well. It's not a good scene for Bam Margera, Big J. Uh, Jeff Tremaine is the director of all the Jackass movies, and he's directing the new one as well. And he was officially yesterday granted a restraining order against Bam Margera. Uh, Tremaine claims that Bam had been sending him threatening text messages in February via text and social media. And according to the documents, one of them reads, well, basically, it's a long, drawn-out kind of rambling threat that either Jeff Tremaine signs a contract to let Bam Margera join the new Jackass movie, or Bam Margera is going to do terrible things to his children. And that's not okay. Damn. Uh, Tremaine also told the court that in the 20 years that he's known as Bam, he's encountered significant challenges with mental health, substance abuse, and maintaining his sobriety. And he thinks that's why he's having his latest issues. And listen, that's not a secret. Everybody has been talking about it. He got kicked off the movie because he refused to stay sober during it. And it's been a downhill battle since then. So they gave him the restraining order. He's got to stay at least 100 yards away from his wife, Tremaine's wife, his daughter, and his son as well. He's also prohibited from contacting the family. So hopefully, I'm not sure, but man, you know, rock bottom is different for everybody. You know what I mean? And sometimes it takes a little bit of a wake-up call in order to get the help that you need. And hopefully, maybe this is it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, talk, reading that uh, interview that Johnny Knoxville did uh, not too long ago about Bam, it, it doesn't seem like things are going in the right direction here. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And I hope that they do, for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, let's hook somebody up with a Trivium t-shirt. Trivium coming to town September 6th. Uh, We had the pre-sale yesterday and tickets officially go on sale to the public here uh, at uh, 10 a.m. So you want to get in on that. I got my tickets. Uh, You can get a t-shirt for free if you beat me in pop culture Smackdown. Here is our phone number, 208-287-1003. If you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Claim that uh, to your friends that you defeated Big J in the contest and then also improve your wardrobe just a little bit. Now would be the time to get on the phone and see if you've got what it takes to win some pop culture smackdown. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Nolan. How you doing? Pretty good, man. You are up first. Uh, Babe Ruth was famously traded to the New York Yankees from what rival baseball team? 
Boston Red Sox. That is absolutely correct. Right. Big J to you. This actress was award was nominated seven times for an Academy Award, but only has one win: the 2006 Best Actress Award for the movie Little Children. Seven times she's been nominated. Yes. Wow. One win. Um, Let's go with uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep's been nominated way more than that. Wrong. And that is incorrect, unfortunately. That means you are the victor, sir. Do you happen to close? Nope. Wrong. Do you happen to know the answer? Doesn't matter if you do or not. Um, Bette Midler. Bette Midler. Good guess. No. Wrong. Uh, Kate Winslet. Right. Nominated She's seven been times. Nominated seven times. Seven times for uh, between Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress. Seven times. Yes. Wow. Uh, one win the Best Actress Award in 2006. Congratulations, man. Enjoy your Trivium t-shirt. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you, and we will do some headlines. Those are next on the X-Rock. Important stuff. Excuse me, not important stuff, but headlines brought to you by Team Mazda. Need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button over at GoTeamMazda.com. The one you hear about all the time on the X. Check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Talk about bad luck. Ah, politics. And neat, I guess. Um... Politics. We bet he didn't see this one coming. A New Mexico sheriff who's running for mayor of Albuquerque was interrupted while he was on stage at a campaign event on Wednesday by a flying drone that had a sex toy attached to it. And then a man decided to punch him in the face. The Albuquerque Journal reports that Bernardillo County Sheriff Manuel Gonzalez was answering audience questions when a drone began buzzing near the stage. A sheriff's office report said the owner of the event center grabbed the device as then 20-year-old Keelan Dreyer also tried to grab it. Police say that Dreyer then swung his fist at Gonzalez, calling him a tyrant. And Dreyer punched Gonzalez in the face and then was removed by the event from deputies. It is noted that Dreyer was not the person that was flying the drone, but the Gonzalez campaign says that he was unharmed and will not be intimidated. Dreyer was charged with petty misdemeanor battery, misdemeanor resisting, evading, and obstructing an officer. What a treat. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what the sex toy drone has anything to do with it or if the two acts are related, but it seems quite like it's going to be a fun mayoral contest in Albuquerque, and I'm glad we've all calmed <laughs> down. Right? We're in a great place right now. Talk about bad luck or neat, I guess. Neat, I guess. Part of a massive animal skull washed up on a New Jersey beach on Monday after a storm passed through the area, and authorities have taken the week but finally solved the mystery as to exactly what it is. The Island Beach State Park in Berkeley Township posted photos of Facebook of the skull, which has a beak shape, and some found to be reminiscent of a long-extinct dinosaur, and they're like, weird, man, this watched up on the beach? How crazy. So, after the Environmental Protection Department and Island Beach State Park confirmed that it actually was a lower jaw of a minke whale. Uh, minke whales are part of a particular family that includes both humpback whales and the blue whale, and minkeys are also considered to be the second biggest, smallest whale out there. Right behind the little pygmy whales, Big J. Oh, pygmy. Uh, but they do have a weird-shaped face, and so that is why the skull looks so weird and reminded people of a dinosaur, I guess. Uh, they typically get about 23 to 26 feet in length and weigh around 4 to 5 tons. So, Damn. So, again, it's a small whale, so that'll give you an idea of how big it was. <laughs> so, still pretty big, no matter how small you want to classify it as. But not some weird, unknown dinosaur discovery, unfortunately, for everybody that was excited for it. And we'll wrap it up with talk about bad luck. A woman in Clarksburg, Maryland, had her car stolen twice within 24 hours, man. That's a rough day. 
The car's owner, Yasmin, says she was dashing from her car to uh, get a, a Instacart delivery to a woman waiting on Friday when she saw three people circling her vehicle before they jumped inside and drove away as she was dropping off groceries. Son of a gun. She then caught a call Saturday morning from police saying, Good luck. Hey, good news. We found your car. Yasmin said she asked if she had any spare keys, and when she couldn't find one, she told the car she was told the car would have to be told. It took her all day to arrange for the tow truck, and it was just blocks away from her vehicle when she got the call that her car had been stolen for a second time. Damn. D.C. police released a statement saying Maryland PD is aware of the incident. It is currently under internal investigation to determine if any policies have been violated. MPD had been in contact with the compliant to address her concerns. So, yeah, this thing somehow got lifted again when it was going from the tow yard or to from the police impound lot to the tow truck. They don't know what happened to it in between. And so that's why police are doing an internal investigation. Somehow, out of the impound lot, Big J, this thing got taken. Sounds like a scandal. It's pretty impressive. And it sucks for poor Yasmin. Sorry. You know, you go from high, low to high to low right away. Oh, my car got stolen while I was dropping off groceries. Son of a gun. Hey, they found my car. It's okay. Oh, no, I have to get a towed. Oh, no, it's gone again. We can't find your car, ma'am. <laughs> no. By God. Yeah, that's a tough day. You're up to date on everything. There's your headlines. That is Wolfgang Van Halen. That is Don't Back Down here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. And we're nothing if not trying to keep you up on the latest trends, Big J. And what's going on out there? Yeah, uh, TikTok has uh, been a place where uh, a lot of people have found themselves uh, getting into uh, different food kind of trends, Nick. It's one of those things where I, I think the reason is for that people uh, TikTok gives the average everyday person an opportunity to um, kind of, you know, make stuff that they do really cool with video. And and so that's why this this food trend has been happening on TikTok. Well, it, sometimes it gets out of hand and, and people are getting a little crazy with their combinations. And the latest one is uh, putting mustard, Nick, which would bring great, great joy joy to my family mustard on watermelon that sounds disgusting yeah right what's the and idea behind it uh you it, it's supposed to taste great that's the combination the okay because so it's not something you would naturally tr- no there's no reason why unless there were some sort of barbecue accident that you had you know you had some hot dog <laughs> with some mustard on it and it got on a watermelon i don't know how you would intentionally be like oh god watermelon what kind of condiment i'm gonna try all of them i'm gonna try relish <laughs> Maybe some, but but mustard's the one that has taken off, Nick, and uh, I don't know why. I don't really want to try it. Those two seem like they wouldn't work, and who knows, they might. But uh, sometimes here's the thing with these things going viral is I think some people uh, just do it because uh, it's well, it's weird and, and gross. Yeah, they want to get people's gross reactions to the actual combination. Yeah, the the one that really took off before was this baked feta uh, pasta thing that that went on. That was a huge phenomenon, and I'm like, that's delicious. But right. Uh, that wasn't because it was a weird combination. So I I don't have a TikTok. You'll have to forgive me. But are these videos of people like trying it and then reacting to it? Are they mostly positive? Or are they mostly yeah? Positive? It starts out with somebody who tries it, and then the next thing you know, people start duetting with them, right. and then that becomes uh, that's where the trend starts to begin. And are, but are they mostly positive or mostly negative? Do people I mostly mean, seem I to like it? I haven't combed through them yeah. at all. Oh, I thought you've seen some. No, of I'm these. just reporting on this. As Understood. A uh, it, it's a mixed reaction. Yeah, I'm guessing it probably depends on your uh, idea as to whether mustard is good or bad and whether watermelon is good or bad. If you like both of them, I guess 
there's a chance that they taste good together, but I ain't taking a I, chance. But the the family, the wife and the kids send me TikTok recipes all the time, and I just roll my eyes. I'm like, what is a TikTok recipe exactly? Well, it's just somebody made something on TikTok, and then and then that becomes a thing. So they're like, hey, try this out. I'm like, guess what? This is all over Food Network already. Have you ever tried anything from TikTok? No, of course okay. not. So you've ignored all their ideas? Absolutely. That sounds about I'm right. I'm like, hey, you want to make this? The kitchen's right over here. There's the mustard. There's the watermelon. Go to town. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I mean, so you, are you going to have the family try it? or at least No, man. It it? I'm not Mr. TikTok. <laughs> no, but you know they like mustard on things, right? I'm not going to tell them. Um, and, and if they find out about it, it's because they listen to the podcast. Gotcha. Uh, where you can find wherever podcasts are sold, by the way. And it's free. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will do some bad impressions. Those are happening next on the x Rock. Bad impressions. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Hey, let's get you a shirt, man, for free. You can do whatever you want with it. We prefer you wear it. So would Trivium. It's a Trivium shirt, uh, by the way. Tickets go on sale for their September 6th show here in about a half hour. Um, but yeah, you got to figure out bad impressions here, and we'll hook you up with that shirt. 208-287-1003. Go like hotcakes, by yeah, the way. Yeah, people cannot stop, wait to pick up their Trivium shirt. Remember, we find that people would never come pick up their stuff. Now they come pick it up before the show's even <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah, they win, and 10 minutes later, they're here to pick up their stuff. But listen, I can't blame them. It's a great shirt. Yeah. So if you want it, 208-287-1003. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J's got three clues revolving around a celebrity. If you can figure out who that celebrity is in three clues or less, you've got yourself a t-shirt. Let's go to the phone. Hello, the X. Hi. Hi, good morning. What's your name? Sammy. All right, you're up first. Good luck. Before the superstardom, I used to be an underwear model. Before the superstardom, I used to be an underwear model. That's right. Oh. Uh, any more ideas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, before the superstardom, I used to be in Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Used to be in Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. What's that game called? Mark Wahlberg? It is Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg! That is correct. Is Congratulations. Please. You've got a Trivium t-shirt. Hold on tight. What's, what are you talking uh, about? There's a name of the game where, where you like tell somebody something and then they turn around and tell the person next to them. Yeah, it's called Telephone. Yeah, Telephone. That's it. You know, what a great the, game what she's on. played. Uh, what was Clue 3 just for fun? The HBO show Entourage is pretty much all about me and my friends. And why is Mark Wahlberg in the news? Uh, tomorrow is his birthday. He's 50 years old. Happy birthday, Mark Wahlberg. 50. I saw him post a photo of him in a private jet just the other day. He's living it up, baby. Right. Uh, and fantastic for him. Happy birthday to Mark Wahlberg. What is he up to these days? Uh, well, he's been busy making movies. I'm trying to think of the last thing I saw Mark Wahlberg in. I know. I haven't seen any. I've been meaning to watch that uh, movie he was in on Netflix. It's still. Oh, the Spencer for Hire movie? Yeah. I haven't checked that out yet. It's still in the top films that that they've ever put out on Netflix, actually. Yeah, that changes every month, but I, I'm no, happy for him. The it's top ten's been kind of st- steady there for a while now. I enjoyed it. I, I, I'm not sure I'm uh, interested in further adventures of, but it was good. Uh, we've got uh, The Six Billion Dollar Man, so that's in pre-production right now. Okay. Untitled Basketball Project. <laughs> <laughs> what? But what has he done? Spencer for Hire was like two years ago. Spencer for Hire. Or whatever it's or, called. Or, Spencer Unlimited oh, um, or whatever they called it. Uh, let's see. There's some TV stuff. Run the City. I don't know what that I, is. I either. don't know what that is. Um, the Wall Street 
uh, in treatment is something that's coming up uh, that he's been in, or he's an exe- oh, that's all executive producer. Sorry, my my, dip, my apologies to everybody. No, I, I I did this myself. I asked the question. Yeah, again. Arthur the King. He's filming that I something that called is. Stew, Uncharted, obviously. Uh, yeah. Infinite, but lately nothing really that's come out. Well, he's staying busy. What are you gonna do? Uh, happy birthday to you, Mark Wahlberg. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X Rock. <laughs> Aaron Jones, that is Mercy here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's how we're going to wrap up the show for this Friday. Thanks for hanging out with us on this fourth day of June. It is certainly appreciated. We got to learn that Big J will be getting a pedicure today or this weekend? Today. Very nice. Uh, Hopefully it's enjoyable. We also uh, learned that we could qualify somebody for (laughs) Aftershock, a little game called Lie Detector. That happened this morning. And we even gave away two Trivium t-shirts which is nice because, well, the concert tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. Pre-sale went great yesterday. Thank you, everybody, for jumping on the exit socials and buying your tickets before General Public could. But now anybody can beginning at 10 o'clock. Same for uh, that Cypress Hill concert that we announced earlier this particular week. We got more concert announcements coming your way next week. Uh, a reminder that Big J will be out and about this weekend. He'll be at the uh, Albertsons at Eagle and McMillan tomorrow from 2 to 4 p.m. courtesy of Keystone Light because they are giving away two Polaris Sportsman 578 TVs right here to people in the Treasure Valley. All you need to do is check out the display at the beer section at the Albertsons at Eagle and McMillan. Text in to enter to win. Big J will be out there doing a live broadcast from 2 to 4 p.m. so you can swing on by, say hello, and win some stuff from the X-Rock stock there as well, which is not a bad way to spend your Saturday. And that leaves you with the floor, sir. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this news or not yet, Nick, uh, and maybe you don't even know who Donnie Yen is, but uh, he was in... uh he was in uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, most yep. notably. Uh, awesome in that. I mean, he really brought that thing together. He is going to be starring next to Keanu Reeves in John Wick Chapter 4. I thought they had were filming like it already happening like kind of that thing. W- yeah that was matrix four but weren't they is, filming it like next right right like back to back because they're coming out on the same day it's in uh, pre-production remember right that's keanu reeves day matrix four and john wick four I, come out I, on the same i don't day. know all i know is it says here pre-production and uh, this news is just breaking here today so uh that is going to be very cool he'll play a character who uh is uh, an old friend of john wick and is a uh, very similar um Issues, let's put it that way. Okay. Oh, so they're teaming up or they're going to I, I think off? it seems like they're going to be teaming up. All right. So he's the Halle Berry of this movie. Yeah, I'm excited. The former assassin that he has to call on for a favor and team up to fight. Probably. His way through his organization. We'll find out, man. We'll find out together, maybe. Uh, either way, I'm excited. The John Wick franchise is fantastic. And yes, Donnie Nguyen is fantastic as well. So I'm excited for that, too. So congratulations to him. And congratulations to everybody for getting to be able to see a John Wick 4. Congratulations to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. We're going to wrap up the show here. Jason Drew is coming in next. We will see you on Monday. You guys have a good one. It's the X Rock.